Uh, good work, kids. And right now we're looking at uh, at least one of the two of you is a pretty old friend of uh, a couple of us here. That's Mr. Warren Lemming. Hi. Welcome hey. to live from. Welcome back to live from the Heartland. It's been Thank a while. You. Thank you. And he has brought with him Kurt Jacobson. J- Kurt probably brought his own self here as well. Uh, we hitched together. You hitched together, and the both of you are working together on a film or two? Yeah, Is we're it? doing documentary films. Uh, most recently, we got one in the, in the hopper uh, on Ed Asner, the activist, and the other one is on Clancy Siegel, who's uh, passed away uh, lately, but who did the screenplay for uh, the Frito Kahlo film and had a long history with Doris Lessing in England, and oh. uh, we're working on that. And uh, we also are working on... He, he was sort of a, a zealot for real. Yeah, and oh, we're, yeah. Working on a, we're working on a, f- uh, a projected project that involves people like Katie and Michael who were very involved in the uh, Vietnam uh, situation in this country, and we want to talk to all of you if possible. And, uh, we're ready. As, as, yeah. Yeah, you want to we, Well, that, that brings me to my next question, which was what, you know, we're talking about the Ken Burns documentary on 11. What was your reaction to that? Because you're two longtime progressives, and I'd be interested in what you guys thought about it. You know, and, and, uh, yeah, on, on the radio now? Well, yeah. I mean, just, just get some, you know. Well, just one little bit of it. I, I did watch most of it. And yeah. Tom also is a Vietnam-era person who right. actually almost went to jail for yeah, destroying blood on the draft, draft files up in, okay. in Evanston. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm with he's you. one of your guys for the film. Yeah, he's okay. definitely somebody you want to well. talk yeah. to. Um, yeah. But, uh, the, you know, I, I like Ken Burns' work generally, and uh, he, he is, uh, he's good. Mm-hmm. But uh, he bit off more than he could chew here, and uh, mm-hmm. he did not cover, for example, at all mm-hmm. the GI anti-war movement, Nothing which there. was right. which was rich and which we yeah. in the anti-war movement used yeah. as leadership. I mean, at the front of every march were the GIs mm-hmm. who had come back sure. and said, "We're making big mistakes there." Right. right. So that that wasn't covered. There were a couple cuts that were just mm-hmm. that really got me. The one particular that I remember is. The juxtaposition of uh, somebody smoking reefer at at uh, uh, what was Woodstock. the big one? Yeah, Woodstock. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. At Woodstock, Ooh. juxtaposed with a, uh, soldiers carrying a wounded fellow mm-hmm. into a helicopter, as if to say, mm-hmm. "You idiots who were home smoking pot," versus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these young men who are giving their lives. It, it was just, it was unconscionable. A lot of guys learned to smoke pot in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And brought right. back the best mm-hmm. stuff with them. Right. They and a lot the of rest those of guys who were mm-hmm. being carried out were going to go on being carried out, dead and wounded from Vietnam forever, for without, without the Woodstock element. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you, I, I, uh, I watched it, uh, the Ken Burns series, most of it, and uh, I was also privy to a lot of criticism through people on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I did learn a lot from watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't ever quite know as much about the internal dynamics of the NLF mm-hmm. and North Vietnamese troops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's a good educational thing, but I think, and I think people should see it throughout uh, the next few years and mm-hmm. beyond. Mm-hmm. But I think there needs to be a real good narrative a critique of it that still lets people look at it, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. these are some questions that need to be raised. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... One of the crucial lessons, I think, from Vietnam is that, and, and I tie this to the Trump, uh, the Trump putsch, uh, is that until the country can deal effectively with what happened in Vietnam, which was a, gen- which was a genocide, okay, three to six million Vietnamese dead, uh, and we know that Nixon lied, we know that Johnson lied, and they extended the war in terms of what went on, and that cost 
tens or thousands of American, li <coughs> American lives. There were thousands of American kids who died in Vietnam because Johnson, we know, was not nego negotiating in good, good faith. We know about the secret bombings, et cetera. None of that is covered. And I think until we can deal effectively, and Burns is not the place to start on this, until we can deal effectively with what happened in Vietnam, we are never going to get beyond where we are in this country, uh, given the Trump putsch, et cetera. Well, okay? We've we got to deal with that. To my mind, yeah. um, I could not watch most of it. I planned right. to, right. Yeah. but I was either uh, sobbing or, or angry mm -hmm. within 10 or 15 minutes, and I had to leave, as mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot since November. Mm -hmm. and focus on more local stuff that I mm -hmm. can see the results of, of sure. my work. Sure. And part of it is the holes. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oil, I don't remember in the segments I saw ever being mentioned. No. Domino theory, a little bit. A little, a little, um, yeah, yeah. But even the reason for that frame was not fully explained. Mm -hmm. And I think, to be honest, because his craftsmanship is superb. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. some yes, of the documentary is. stuff, particularly mm -hmm. the insights to what was going on in the North, mm -hmm. are brilliant. <coughs> mm -hmm. But having said that, it, it suffers from equivalency mm -hmm. of telling both sides of a story there one good, could there argue. Were good, there were good people on both sides. Right. Yeah, I, that, hurts, and, that hurts me. And, 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 and villains on both sides. And, and, and when you do that, then, then you're okay. You've, you've, you've been objective. And I think yeah. it's objectionable yeah. to yeah. use equivalency in this kind of a case where oh, one yeah. could argue there are at least six sides, if not one side, that needs to be told. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, well I mean, it's interesting the politics of it because uh, Le Juan, who was uh, assistant to, uh, you know, they couldn't attack. You cannot attack Ho Chi Minh directly because he, even in this country, he's seen as somebody who tried to do the right thing. Yeah. So they went for Le Juan, okay, <laughs> and suddenly all of the, the negatives, okay, which were what? That, that they were offensives. Uh, or orchestrated by the North in the South. It's a civil war going yes, on. Exactly. You know, that's, that was their, what they were in the business of doing. Okay, But suddenly all of this is laid at the feet of, of Le Juan, uh, who, who is seen as this kind of Stalinist that, monster. That's an extraordinary maneuver. Uh, I, I, did, uh, I was teaching a course in Rutgers in the late, early 80s, and we still had some Vietnam veterans tr trickling through, and I had one in my class who then uh, invited immediately to speak to the class in a full-scale full session. He was responding actually to Hearts and Minds, which I'd shown in the class oh, at yeah. that time. And he initially was unhappy with Hearts and Minds because it didn't show the GIs being totally you know, wonderful people, even though he admitted they weren't all totally wonderful people in that horrible situation. But he told me that, he, among other things, he was an instructor in 70 and 71 on a second tour of duty for Ar the Arvin troops. And one of the things South you do, one of, one of the things you do, of course, is go through that marching cadence, uh, which, you, which we all know from Full Metal Jacket if we weren't actually in the Army ourselves. And he said that one of the marching cadences he had them speak, the South Vietnamese troops, was Ho, ended with the, with the litany, Ho Chi Minh sucks. And he said they refused to say it. Huh. The South Vietnamese recruits refused to say it because oh, he good. was a national hero. hero. You can't go after Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> so again, there was this... this, this, this Extraordinary distraction that was set up within 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 the film, and it battens on some recent research by a Yale historian I know about, say, uh, blaming everything on Le Zuan, saying that he's the man who would wouldn't negotiate with anybody. This is utterly disputable and, 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 and probably utterly meretricious. That's really good that you guys are pointing that out because it was in fact a true. I I observed what you said that mm -hmm. that this was the. This guy was set up as the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. And he was the only yeah, bad guy. The Americans the, we yeah. know did not want to negotiate, not until after right. Tet. 
there was never a good faith effort, effort no. on the Americans to do so. But they pretend no, no. in the film that there were efforts and that they were refused. But, but there was also the fact that there was also the fact that what doesn't get covered is we, we know that Kissinger and Nixon did the secret bombing of Cambodia, which created the Khmer Rouge. The the, the plan right. was to drive the peasant populations off off of the land and into the cities. Mm-hmm. They, they effectively did this, which meant that people began to starve. Yeah, that, that and, and the reaction to this, of course, was the creation of this of this genocidal situation with with Pol Pot, and and the Khmer Rouge. But the Americans were directly responsible for this. Not mm-hmm. a mention of that. Well, there was a mention, but no connection was made. Can I say three, a couple of good things about the film? One, yes. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be said because yes. it's phenomenally controversial. He really stepped into a, a, a feces storm by, 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 by even attempting this, oh, that's e- this very effort. Well done. Uh, the the, uh, the uh, three, three, three things I liked about the film. Uh, the one, it, it did, it did um, uh, show Nixon was a treasonous, absolutely treasonous, and extended that war by four, 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 four more years. Bingo. That's utter treason. Uh, second thing is he did indeed mention the anti-war, uh, that the anti-war uh, GI vets. He didn't mention them adequately, and no. he, didn't, he didn't explore what they really meant to the movement, how integral and integral they were, and what, what, what leadership they had, had over the movement. Because he was making a second, a secondary case, which I didn't like, which was the anti-war movement was somehow. Uh, a bunch of limp-wristed, uh, weak-minded stooges. For, yeah. uh, and that's what was really coming across about the anti-war mode throughout that throughout yeah. that film. And the third thing is that the, the right wing, which can never be pleased to imagine that we sent bands of guardian angels over over to Vietnam, were very unhappy with it. There's organizations, I know I checked some of their websites. I mean, they're re- they're crazed with oh, unhappiness really? over it as well. So, so there's no pleasing all, all of us in, in, in these regards. Point. But it gets off a, con- it gets off a discussion. That we were having here, and I, I, I give Ken Burns full credit for that. Mm-hmm. We are listening to live from the Heartland on WLUW eighty-eight point seven FM and uh, WLUW.org, uh live stream. Worldwide. Um, do you want to break up for music or not? Yes. Okay. We got a little bit of a Jefferson Airplane Volunteers for America. Just. A- Got the revolution, yet the revolution. Come on, Michael. Hey, we're back. We're back with more Live from the Heartland. Um, And we're talking with uh, our old pal, Warren Lemming, and he brought along Kurt Jacobson, and it's an honor and a pleasure to meet you and to see you both. Um, You guys are working on films, and uh, one of them is about Ed Asner, who... uh, Got to ride around with Katie one time going to the Salcedo party. He did. And, uh, <laughs> in my mom's old car. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one Which is, he complained about. Is uh, uh, Clancy <laughs> Siegel. And I didn't know much about Clancy Siegel until I met uh, Casey Hayden and some other people who were coming out of SNCC right. in the, back right. in the old days. Right. And Clancy Siegel 
uh, wrote a book called Going Away, which I think was probably after the 50s and the the kind of demise of the Communist Party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about Clancy Siegel Mm -hmm. and why Mm -hmm. you chose him Mm -hmm. and what your film about him is going to be all about. Yeah, um, I can speak to some of that and Kurt, Kurt the rest, but um, he's a fabulous character. His mother was, was a, herself a radical, and, as was his father, and uh, she was an organizer, and he traveled all over as a kid with his mother, who was organizing. From Chicago, yeah, by the from way. From Chicago, yeah. What and, side? Uh, West side. West side. Ah, the right. best side. Yeah. Around Kedzie yeah. and yeah. Roosevelt. Right. Excellent. But he knocked around, uh, had a, uh, he was uh, Nelson Aldrin's agent in Hollywood, actually. Ah, and it has all a good, comes has full also circle. Has a, yeah, has a good explanation of what happened in yeah. terms of the Hollywood uh, 10 business and the blacklist in Hollywood, how that worked. There were three guys in, in, in L.A. that you contacted if you wanted to get off the blacklist, how you did that, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Went to England. Was you Doris paid L- your way off of it. Yeah, was uh, Doris Lessing's lover in England and uh, began writing there. And had a serious career as a as a novelist and as a uh, as a writer. In he's the, the American in the Golden Notebooks, by the way. Yeah, he's the yeah. model uh-huh. for him. Right, yeah. sweet. Yes. So you want to take it from there? You want to pick it up from there? No, 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 no. I, said, I, said, I just mentioned earlier that he's Zelig for real. If you know the Woody Allen film about it, the chap who appears at every major event from the beginning of the 20th century to through uh, the through the Second World War. Clancy was that. He was everywhere that was there, mm-hmm. where every, anything of a, any note was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was there for real. He wasn't there as a phony. He wasn't there to morph and, and conform with whatever the people around him were. He was his own man all the way through. And he was this extraordinary anti-Stalinist radical uh, uh, figure who had his own uh, uh, intrinsically you know, iconoclastic way of relating I to the rest of the world. I want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, uh, he was a screenwriter. Uh, he eventually became a screen, uh, screenwriter. But he started off as an agent. He had extraordinary people uh, on, on his list. He's blacklisted as, as an agent. That's what mm-hmm. drove him to, mm-hmm. to Europe. That's where he wrote the, the, the gather material for which, he, for which Going Away, a National Book Award uh, nominated book uh, no, novel was made. Uh, he then went, has this lessing experience. He, he knows the entire new left. In mm-hmm. Britain, uh, he lives there for 25 years. Mm. Uh, he's a major figure in terms of a, a contributor to the Guardian and the Observer and a variety of other places. Mm. Uh, he's a theater critic. Uh, he's well. I mean, everybody knew him uh, over overseas. And that returns un- but he, here. But again, uh, being a lefty and a, con- a serious one, he's utterly under the radar. Yeah. Right. In, in other words, like Michael, Michael was saying, and Michael's read a lot of progressive literature. I know that I've debated some of it with him. Uh, you know that that you know who is this guy and what, what's he about? Fascinating right. story. I thought he's under the radar here. That's the, also the key thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is a transatlantic port. He's well known overseas, but not here. Right. But that's a frequent right. event. Noam Chomsky something? is on radio and television overseas all yeah. the time. Never here. I mean, that's right. the same phenomenon. Right. So did you guys uh, get to be with him and shoot some footage? Yeah, we hung out him? in we hung out in L.A. for for a couple of weeks and and did some long uh, interviews. He was fortunately, or not so fortunately, just before Clancy passed away. Yeah, that was yeah. just recently. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And yeah. how far along yeah. is the film? Uh, very nearly done. Uh, we've got all, all the material is there. We're just editing mm-hmm. now, and that's mm-hmm. going to take post-production, as they call it. It'll take a few more months. We're still finishing up Asner. Mm-hmm. They're putting the finishing touches yeah. on the Asner yeah. film. Once that's done, then it's finished. I'm it's curious about the Asner film because you described it as a film about an activist, not an actor. Actor and activist. It's actually the title mm-hmm. is uh, at, at, at Asner on stage and off is the actual nice. title mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'd heard a lot about Asner before I ever met him through Paul Sills, who was a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and and Sills. 
schools would, would theater write theater workshop guy. Th- theater workshop, right, exactly. Improvisational theater, et cetera. You know, not the commercial side of improv. You know, there are two sides of improv. There's the Second City side, and then there's the guys who are who are a little bit under the radar who are, are doing some really good work. Like Carol Sills, who still is doing workshops, and Aretha Sills, who's picked up the father's tradition, et cetera. But Paul had, and Ed had been buddies at the University of Chicago. And uh, Asner was this big barrel-chested guy who worked in the mills, and, you know, he... He dated a shiksa his father found out, so he cut him off, so he had to go to work in the mills to pay for his college education. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful story. And Ed is one of the great raconteurs, you know, which is also true of Clancy Siegel, which is these, these guys, you know, they have not lost the tradition, uh, which you guys maintain here at the station, of, of conversation. And it's, 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 it's kind of wonderful. He just, has this, just get going. You know. He has this effortless Saturnine patter that just never stops. It's yeah, extraordinarily yeah, yeah, yeah. winning and, and funny. And, right, and, right. And, and, and wonderful charming. story about Fox News. Yeah. Fox News was famous for, for doorstepping people. You know, that's where, you know, you get up in the morning, you go to your door, and there's a guy from Fox News, you know, there saying, you know, why was your mother a communist or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Asner at one point gets doorstepped by one of these guys over some incident or other, and then... No, I, don't, I think I can say this on the radio. Asner then said, can I piss on you? <laughs> and, and, and the guy's response was no. And Ed said, well, then the Congress... This is a guy who was the head of the Screen Actors Guild af- post-Ronald Reagan. Yeah, who he was, was an, the president. Who, yeah, who was an FBI... Of our informant. union. <laughs> Reagan was, a, was an FBI informant. And, and here's this guy, you know, doing some marvelous stuff. It cost him a part of his career in the sense that Asner was the guy who made some very, very serious remarks about the Reagan onslaught in El Salvador right. and, and about some of the negative stuff. They, they killed his show. Yeah. He had a hit television show, and, and Paley, I think, at CBS killed it. You know, so he's, he's, a, he's an icon, I guess. Perhaps a precursor yeah. to the times we're in. I find myself wondering, as you were talking about Paul Sills and yeah. improv, yeah. how does one do improv today when you have a Twittering president? up there every day of the week uh, creating squirrel stories as I look at them. Oh, sure. Um, sure, sure. What's, what's the improv response to Trump? Yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you possibly... Well, I, I, wish, I wish that, that, that uh, Second City could return to its Periclean oh. age when it was at the University of Chicago, you know, when they did do some political satire. Uh, because uh, it seems to me that you know that we we need more of that. You know, I mean, where's the you know we need a bread and puppet theater approach to the Trump regime. I think. You know? I've really come to appreciate Noah uh, Trevor Noah. I think in part because Terrific. of the international perspective Any he's South able to bring African. in. Well, yeah. that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that South African perspective is so important right now because yeah. the rest of the world is aghast about what's happening in this country yeah. right now. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, I, you know what I'm thinking of when you were talking about the uh, Casey Siegel film Clancy. is the, Clancy. Yeah. Clancy, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, That's a it's Irish. Yeah, Clancy Siegel. <laughs> it's an interesting Siegel. combination. It's not it? Irish at it's all. It's Clancy? just a neighborhood yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. moniker yeah. that was hung uh, on him. He's a good see, Jewish boy. Did you guys see Trumbo with Brian Cranston? Yes. I mean, really, uh, that's what it sounded like, uh, yeah. is the story, that same story, uh, well, which yeah. I thought they did really sure. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another story. <laughs> Blacklist go on within Blacklist. There's a story Clancy tells about arriving in London, and there was a sort of a glitterati of other Blacklisties who were already there before him. Uh-huh. The wife, of the, the word had gotten around, probably through the FBI, uh, who loved who loved to do these things. That he'd he'd been noted. He'd been the word had been spread within the expatri- the expatriate blacklist community of of, of former of, of of former screenwriters and and, and Hollywood workers in, in in London that Clancy had been an informer. 
And oh. so and so he was frozen out okay. of the other black listees in London by on, on, on the basis of hearsay. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a double whammy uh-huh. in those terms. He said it was the best thing that happened to him because it forced him into into English society and into into the English left. For, 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 and then and that and then out of that he then wrote Weekend in Dinlock, which is an extraordinarily gritty book about mining life uh, in in northern England and other and other works. Is Chicago still a great place to make sh- make movies? I think from a standpoint of commercial film it is, but I, I would like to see uh, you know a, a burgeoning uh, left film culture in, in a city like Chicago, which has such a fantastic legacy in terms of the left, but you can't get financing. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they should go the John Jost ro- ro- route, which is to say this is a guy who does everything, you know, himself, mm-hmm. right? And you guys uh, have, have been very, uh, very good about that in terms of pointing the way and saying, you know, get out there and do it. You know, start a Heartland Cafe, you know, uh, be active and local and think globally. And I'd, I wish there was more of that going on here. Just Speaking do of it. films made in Chicago, uh, there is a wonderful story by uh, 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 Rick Cogan, one of our guests, and also sure. on one of our guests, Andy Davis. There's a great story about Andy making films uh, in the Tribune today. Okay. Um, right, right, right. And the other thing I wanted to mention just in passing uh, uh, was, was in researching a little bit of the stuff around the Vietnam documentary. Uh, there's a book out by a guy by the name of Douglas Valentine called The CIA as Criminal Conspiracy. And I want to wish that on everybody because one of the things we didn't get to cover in this conversation, harking back to to the Burns film, is the Phoenix program, yeah. which was mm-hmm. a program of murder and intimidation, murder. and 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 worse, okay, and yeah. and and made a kind of hero of Bob Carey, who was a war criminal, uh, ex senator, etc. Um, this really blew the thing wide open, and this has been the format for the U.S. in places like El Salvador, Chile. Guatemala, Honduras, etc. Central. Yeah, exactly. So no, Michael absolutely. suggested we wouldn't have any trouble filling a bit of time with you two, and we're going to have to have you back because uh-huh. I have six more questions. Well, that I think oh, but right. we thought we'd close out uh, today's yeah. segment with a little bit of uh, history from Wilderness Road. Okay, and okay. we want to thank you guys for your efforts. Yes, uh, indeed. But is Wilderness Road going to have a like a kind of a tour or a show again, a reunion? No, talk, Nate, there, Nate was on the show yeah, and he Nate said yes. Was saying, there's talk at WFMT is going to do an hour uh, over the 50th anniversary of Wilderness Road and we will do some stuff for that, uh, I'm assuming. There was something about the times that made me feel that revival uh, Yes I Am and Testify would be the best thing perfect, for us to play perfect, for perfect today. Choice. Take thank, it away, Nolan. Thanks a lot. We want to thank our guests, Ramina Castillo and Jamal Julien from Slow Roll Chicago, along with Warren Lemming and Kurt Jacobson, filmmakers and radicals to the bone. Next week we got Nancy Katz, we've got Karen Kring, and probably a couple that we're yet to discover. Please like us on Facebook at Live from the Heartland Radio, and check us out on YouTube.com slash Heartland Media to... All who helped make this show possible, Lynn, Nolan, all those other nameless, wonderful people out there, many thanks, and uh, do good in the world. The world needs all the good that you do, all All power power to the people. people. Testify, 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 before the Lord and the Lord's gonna set you free.